Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. important factors in dealing with opposition is prayer and the other one is wisdom you need a lot of prayer to deal with opposition you cannot go through opposition without prayer you must pray if you don't pray the opposition will bring you down so prayer is a very important thing because the the, the thing about the opposition is that sometimes it's coming from people you can't see you can't see them they are attacking you, but you can't see them. And sometimes the opposition is coming from the devil. And the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places or in heavenly places. So you are fighting against things you can't see. Sometimes the battle is against Satan himself. So prayer then becomes important. And there are times some of the opposition you face can even come from God himself. So Balaam is going to attack the people of Israel and, and speak words against them. But there's an angel that is standing in front of him to oppose him. And that angel is coming from God himself. So there are times some of your opposition, they are coming from even God himself. That is why you will have to pray. Now, Claudius Lassius delivered Paul from being killed by the mob of the, of the Jews. He put, in, he put together a string of activities that delivered the man of God. When you look at the various things that he did, you will definitely see the strategy and the wisdom that was applied in delivering the man of God. But from Paul's life in general, we know the man was a prayerful man. So Claudius Lysias writes unto Felix and he says, Claudius Lassius unto the most excellent governor, Felix, sendeth greetings. And I told you this Felix, though they call him most excellent, the man was a despicable character. They call him a licentious and corrupt leader. This was the man who arrested Paul and was hoping that he would get um, a bribe before he frees the man of God. And when he couldn't get the bribe, he kept Paul unlawfully bound and sometimes even scorched for two whole years. He said, this man was taken of the Jews and should have been killed of them. Then came I with an army and I rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. And when I would have known the cause whereof they accused him, I brought him forth into their council, whom I perceived to be accused of questions of their law, but to have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or of bonds. So finally they freed Paul from these people who said he had polluted the temple. They, they said he had brought in Trophimus and, and other people into the temple and they said, these people have polluted the Jewish temple, so we are going to kill him. And they, they just came on him. Whilst he was even in prison, they would not leave him alone. 40 people just bound themselves with an oath. We will not eat until we've killed Paul. 
that was the level of the hatred. They just want to kill the man of God. But I believe that if you look at the life of the man, you will see two elements that were involved in his deliverance. One of them is prayer. The other one is the application of wisdom. Paul was a man who constantly called for prayer. One day he wrote to the Thessalonians and he said, finally, my brethren, you the Thessalonians, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Now stay here. Pray for us. That means you the Thessalonians, my name is Paul. Pray for me. I am Paul. The one who met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And Jesus himself appeared to me. I need prayer. Jesus spoke to me. I saw a light. I saw a glory from heaven. But I still need prayer. Pray for me. My name is Paul. I am the one who Ananias laid hands on. And my eyes were opened. Having been blind. And I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And God said I am a chosen vessel. But I need prayer. Pray for me. I am Paul. The one who the angel of the Lord stood by and said no life will be lost. He said, but he still said, pray for me. He said, pray for me. My name is Paul. I am a man who went into the third heaven and I heard voices and words that were unspeakable. My name is Paul. I still need prayer. He said, my name is Paul. It is God that called me. I am a chosen vessel unto God, but I still need prayer. What I'm trying to say is that no matter who you are in this world, you need prayer. And sometimes when you are praying for men of God, you think they don't need the prayer. Because you are looking at them and you are like, they are very anointed. They shouldn't need any prayer. Aye, what will this my small prayer do? I, I don't have to pray. I remember years ago, we had this member in our church, one of our churches. And we were fasting and praying and this guy was eating. He wasn't fasting. So... Some people in the church asked him a question. They said, why are you eating when we are all fasting? His answer was this. Reverend Clement Ancheba, he's praying. Pastor Eastwood, he's praying. Pastor Cornelius, he's praying. What do you think my prayer can add? Allow me to eat my food. Because if all these people pray and God doesn't answer me, what would my prayer do? But hey, the Bible said there was a city and there a little city. And the Bible said there was a poor wise man there. And he's the one who saved the land. Naaman, it was his maid who led to his deliverance. The land of Jericho, it was one harlot, Rahab, who brought deliverance to her family. In the wilderness, in the desert, when Jesus Christ wanted to feed 5,000 people, it was a little boy's food they used to feed the thousands of people. Listen, your little prayer may be the one that will move a mountain. Your little prayer may be the one that will save your pastor, your pastor's wife. That will save an entire church. You don't have to be a prophet Livingston for your prayer to work. So he said, my name is Paul. You are the Thessalonians. You may think you are not important, but hey, you must pray. I need the prayer. But watch the second thing he said. Pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word that created the world. This is the word that created the universe. This is the word which God said, let there be and there was. 
this was the word in the beginning with god all things were made by him without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of man and now the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not now the bible said all things are upheld by the word and the word itself needs prayer to have free course that means the word of god can be arrested and you know in the days of um of daniel an angel was bringing the word and the prince of persia arrested the angel for 21 days so you know what people the word of god needs to be freed somebody has to pray a prayer that will liberate the word the word itself is not bound but there are things in there are impediments in the way of the word of god the hardened hearts of man and the bible says that the word of god is like a hammer breaking the heart in pieces now how can something that is like a hammer need your prayer to have free course god is saying you know what partnership fellowship to partnership god and i we can change the world the reason god allows some of these things is so that you can come into fellowship with him he allows it so that you give you space to operate there are things god can do for himself he doesn't need you there are things god can do and he doesn't need your input but sometimes he limits himself so that he can extend you the bible said this he told them from when shall we buy bread that these may eat and the bible said that he said this to prove them but himself knew what he would do let me tell you this ladies and gentlemen anything god tells you to do it is not that he cannot do it without you he's only giving you an opportunity he's giving you an opportunity to to just a fellowship but you know what if you refuse it he can do it by himself after all the bible said i alone am god that means he doesn't need your help to be god and the word of god does not need you to move but hey can you imagine that you are just there and then you prayed and prayed and prayed and the word of god started moving you prayed and the word of god started moving and you are like wow god is using me here god is using me here he's creating room for you to have a reward he's creating room for your purpose in life to be fulfilled he's creating room so that you will also have fulfillment he said pray for us that the word of god will have free course that means the more people pray the more we have free course listen to me this church has always been here for many many years but you can see our attitude has changed from eight o'clock you come here you see people some years ago if you want the members of this church here at eight o'clock you need a storm to blow them out of their houses but you know these days it's possible and i'm sure you are sitting down thinking is the is the preaching is the teaching and some of you are very naive think oh it's, it's because daddy is in the house that those are not the reasons the reason is that our prayer has gone up prayer is, has gone up people are praying and 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 around the clock people are praying in this place and you are walking in here to pray somebody's walking in here to pray they are the things that are opening up the atmosphere and you can see that whereas some time ago we will come to church and the atmosphere is so tense these days you come and there's a lot of liberty there's a lot of freedom and people are preaching with relative ease and you put anybody here now by the grace of god they can preach we and that's because the word of god is having free course and is being glorified 
among us even as it is with other people because of prayer can you clap your hands and celebrate jesus this morning and add a shout of praise to that in the name of jesus that the word of god may have free course and be glorified among them even as it is with you so prayer he said, pray that the word of God will have free course and be glorified even as it with you. So, it is your prayer that will let the word of God be glorified. If you don't pray, we will speak the word of God, but people will take it as nonsense. People will take it as nothing. But pray that the word of God will have free course and be glorified among them even as it is with you. And that, pray also, that will be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men unreasonable and wicked men pray that we will be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men pray that we'll be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men now it means that if you don't pray your pastors will become prey to the unreasonable and wicked men that word unreasonable is the greek word atopos and atopos means something that is out of place something that is not befitting something that is unbecoming something that is improper something that is unrighteous something that is inconvenient something that is harmful but let me just take the word out of place that unreasonable means out of place unreasonable means somebody whose brain and mental faculties are out of place so you can deal with many people and you can see that the brain is not sitting in the right position he said these guys are unreasonable they can kill they can lie they can be hypocritical they can destroy they can pull down something you have built in 10 years they can use one day to bring it down he said pray that the men of god pray that the church pray that the ministry will be delivered from unreasonable atopos men pray that they'll be delivered from atopos men unreasonable and wicked men and the word wicked is poneros and poneros means full of labors annoyance and hardships <laughs> there are people in life whose assignment is to just make you angry to annoy you frustrate you they will do everything to discourage you bring you down they will harass your life he, he calls them he calls them Poneros, that they are so debased in, in, in the way they, they think and behave and they don't want to accept anything that is righteous. Pray for us that we will be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Then he added, for all men don't have faith. Pray. Without prayer, it's impossible. So pray for us. And we believe that Paul employed prayer. In everything that he did apart from prayer everything Claudius Lassius and everybody did had to do with a lot of wisdom um, they want to kill him 40 men want to kill him and they brought in soldiers who are about many soldiers they brought 200 here 200 here 70 there that one alone gives you 470 let's assume that they brought in about 1,000 or about 700 people 800 to just accompany one person is an act of wisdom and they put Paul on a beast and they also traveled in the night that gives you the element of wisdom everybody say wisdom 
You know, you cannot be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men who want to kill you if you don't have wisdom. That is how we apply the weapon of wisdom. And the Bible said in the book of Proverbs, in the book of Ecclesiastes, concerning wisdom, Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and the verse number 11, the Bible said wisdom is good with an inheritance. And by it, profit, and by it, there is profit to them that see the sun. So wisdom is good with an inheritance. That means if you want an inheritance, you must apply a lot of wisdom in life. And he said that because by wisdom, there is profit to them that see the sun. He said that wisdom is a defense. When you have wisdom, it's a defense. And money is a defense. Wisdom is a defense. Money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is this. That wisdom giveth life to them that have it. That means that money cannot give life to them that have it. Go and ask people that have a lot of money and they are dying. The money can save them. You see people that are rich and their life is going. Sometimes, you know, people I, I know who are very rich. Once in a while, when you don't see them in the, in the, in the space of um, publicity, and you ask, where is Mr. So-and-so? They say, oh, he's been sick for some time. Where is he? They say he's in America and he's in Britain. And what is happening there? He's still sick. Can't deliver himself. Money cannot give life. No money can give life. Money cannot give life. I know a man who is very rich, very rich, very rich. Maybe one of the richest in this country at a certain point. He called me last week. He said, Reverend, when can I call you so that we'll be praying? Because I need some prayers. And then when we were talking, he told me, he said, well, I called him, he couldn't pick. I said, what were you doing? He said, I was praying. He said, from 9 p.m. to 12 midnight, I was praying. And listen, he was praying in tongues. And the man is rich, but he needs prayer. Listen, you need prayer more than any other thing. But you also need the wisdom because Wisdom is the thing that gives you life. Money cannot give life. So he said, money, wisdom is a defense. Money is also defense. But the excellency of knowledge is this, that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. The book of Proverbs, the, 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 the book of Proverbs comes to confirm it, that a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. Now, if he says a wise man is strong, and yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. It means that knowledge is the thing that brings wisdom. You, you cannot have wisdom if you are not knowledgeable. Anybody who wants to have knowledge, who wants to have wisdom, you must be a studious person. You must learn. So when you hear the, 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 the wise man say that, um, I beheld and under the sun, I saw this and I saw that and I saw that. He was learning. Sometimes you learn by reading, and at times you also learn by observation. Um, everybody and the way they learn in life. In my life, I learned a lot by observation. And Pastor Mike, that was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in ministry and life. I taught everybody learns the way I do. 
I, I taught everybody learns the way I do. I, I don't learn by somebody telling me. And I don't also learn most of the time by reading. A lot of the things I learn, I learn them by observation. So yesterday, mommy was teaching the children, and I'm sitting here and watching. And when I watch the way she was teaching the children, when I got up to talk to them, I use mommy's style. Because she's into teaching. She, she's into education. I'm not. I'm not. That, that is a domain. She, she knows what to do. So I look at what she's doing, and I'm like, okay, let me copy this style. Let me pick up that style. So you learn by observation. Some learn by reading. Others learn by being told. And those of you who are far from the kingdom of God, you learn by being beaten. They slap you, whip you, and sometimes they insult you. Wawanga! They say, uh, Nini Wawako. Then you wake up. But you know what, people? <laughs> Whichever way you learn, whether by beating or by being insulted or by reading and whatever, you must get knowledge, and the knowledge will give you wisdom. So we see they applied a lot of wisdom. And that is where when the Christians see churches are applying wisdom, then they get offended. Can God defend us? Can God protect us? Why do we have a security man there? Why do we have somebody watching this? Why do we have somebody taking care of that? It is all part of wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is a defense. And I'm praying for somebody in the name of Jesus that God will help you and give you all the wisdom you need and give you the capacity to pray all the prayer you should pray so, so that in the day of danger, your life will be saved. Come on, lift up your hands. And I want you to pray, Father, deliver us from unreasonable and wicked men for all men don't have faith. Somebody stand to your feet and pray. And whilst we are praying and doing whatever we are doing, when William and Co. get to a place when they have a proper video, they can then alert me. I rejected the one they brought. They, if, if they get their property, they should, they should alert me. So somebody come on, lift up your voice and pray. I want you to pray, Father, deliver me from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men don't have faith in the name of Jesus. Somebody pray. I want you first of all to pray, Father, give me. Now watch this. I want you to pray, Father, give me the prayer capacity for the season in which we are, in the season in which I am. There is a kind of prayer you used to pray. It cannot carry you today. You need to pray at another level. So, Father, give me capacity to pray at the next levels. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for prayer capacity. We ask in Jesus' name that you give us strength and give us grace. In the name of Jesus to pray more than ever before. Listen to me. The Bible said that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You must always watch your life. At this point, the devil is in my life. What is he trying to do? To steal. Then you can pray some more. To kill. <laughs> you increase the prayer a little. But there are times he's there not to just steal, not to just kill, but to destroy. I will explain. There are times eh, the devil may succeed in killing. But if you are not careful, he will destroy everything around you. You know, yesterday, and we are dancing with children. Mommy is dancing. She's shooting videos. We are rejoicing. I like the way you are quiet. Because some of you would have been lying in a room crying. 
and waiting for everybody to come and sympathize with you and if they don't come you blackmail them with your misery listen anybody in this room or in our ministry who allows death in particular to destroy your life you just refuse to learn a lesson because you have seen an example set in front of you that even if the devil steals even if the devil kills you can prevent him from destroying you know i'm not going to allow something that happened in my life to destroy all those young people and the children who were here and you know whilst we were thinking about doing that for your children you yourself were chilling somewhere so we're children we were children in children in your children and you were chilling somewhere and you were okay with that and it, it, it didn't even occur to you that look these people may be carrying an inconvenience and they put it aside now with the old baby now bomb and the bumper said on my wisdom because when a wisdom at another level we are thinking about generations 10 50 years from now 100 years from now 200 years from now what will the world look like when you and me are gone listen to me i want you to pray father give me generational wisdom generational wisdom wisdom to think beyond today wisdom that thinks into the future and the bible said if any man lacks wisdom let him ask and it shall be given in the name of jesus somebody lift up your hand and say father father I pray today that for the season and the time in which I am, arm me with prayer and arm me with wisdom. I pray for the prayer capacity to deal with the times in which I am. And I pray also to, for generational wisdom to think beyond today into generations yet unborn. In the mighty name of Jesus, to your glory and your honor, in Jesus' mighty name, somebody shout an amen. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.